0: i got some sad news. I know that there's enough doom and gloom in the world, but I've got a little bit of sad news to kick us off with. Oh, no. Yeah, I've had to cancel the Mitch McConnell charity foot job. <gasps> he don't want to do it. What? No, it's ba- backing out. He don't want to do it.
1: At this later stage?
0: Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's a double blow for me on a personal level as well, because he don't want to do it and no one wanted me to do it. So the backup plan's off. The whole thing's off. Won't someone think of the charity? Won't someone think of the charity? The nondescript charity. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, I was, I was just about to say foot jobs for farmers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, you know
1: they're 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 working on their feet all day. Yeah. You know they they deserve a good foot job.
0: <laughs> you know what I love about the phrase I was just about to say <laughs> is that yeah. you will just then say it. Yeah. It, yeah, It, ne- it, it never... It, you always
1: just say it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> There's no... Uh, you can't resist it. I mean, and it flows yeah. so well. Foot jobs for farmers. I foot mean, you got the farmers. three Fs right there. It's all I, together. A, B, C,
0: D... Oh, my gosh, it's
2: 666.
0: Six, six. <gasps> well, let me just say that as the chairperson of... <laughs> I never once considered that foot jobs for farmers could also uh, be the work of the devil. <laughs> <laughs> so... Oh. Bad news to kick us off with. Um, Uh, The Mitch McConnell charity foot job has been cancelled due to uh, the work of Lucifer. But that does track with Mitch McConnell. I'm actually surprised he wasn't on board.
1: I'm sure that your your one and only sponsor, farmers only dating are going to be very, very upset.
2: I bet that's a thing.
1: Oh, that is a thing. 100%
2: it's a thing. I mean, for crying out loud, we know a guy who made a fortune off of an app aimed at bearded people getting dates.
0: Yeah.
1: No, there there is an entire website that is just only farmers date farmers. No one who's not a farmer is allowed. Prove you're a farmer. Grow some shit. Let me see you with your John Deere before in your profile picture. Then you can come on the site. Corner, it didn't happen. (laughs)
0: Does growing a carrot in ooblets count? I
1: mean, if you can put enough, like, Photoshop filters over it so it looks yeah. like you actually grew a carrot, then
0: probably. If, if I can boast, like, five years Harvest Moon experience, <laughs> then surely some dairy farmer will let me give him a blow. <laughs> uh, oh. What a... What a... <laughs> what a fun what a way a to start What a pointless and, and dreadful farce that is. Like... <laughs> nuns on the Run is about how Robbie Coltrane and Eric Idle dress up as nuns to hide from criminals, I think. It's been a long time.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's the, uh, it's it, you know, we stole it for Sister Act. That would be Goldberg vehicle.
0: Yeah, like it's, it's normally, if you end up into a, a, an hilarious, farcically contrived situation, uh, it's for a reason. And it's usually funny. Uh, trying to pass off um, playing Harvest Moon as genuine farmhand experience so that you can give a blowjob to a random farmer from a phone app probably wouldn't make a compelling Sister Act 3. <laughs>
1: Uh, I, here's the thing. I am, I imagine that, like, it's going to be a real weird end game.
0: the kind of person who goes,
1: I'm not a farmer, but I'm going to go on the farmer's only dating site. That's going to fall apart real fast, because I'm sure they're going to want to talk over dinner about some very specialized uh, farm knowledge that you probably don't have. At some point, they're probably going to want to see your farm. It's not a thing you can bullshit your way through for very long. So
2: where'd you go to agricultural school?
1: Uh... Um... I went to the agricultural school of hard knocks. I taught myself.
0: <laughs> you know what this is? You know what this, this supposes? Is that any bloke using any dating app would actually require qualification before they get a blowy <laughs> off you. Oh. I feel like I'd turn up and be like, ah, ha, ha. I've, I, I looked up. Um, the tertiary period crop rotation, right, before I turned up. (laughs) And I'm about to drop some knowledge on this, fool. When are we getting to the blowjob, boy? Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how that date would go.
1: Yeah. Um, I've, I've, I've been having a look while we've been having this conversation at the various farmer dating websites, and I'm pretty sure there is one of them that is probably just about going and having some rough sex in a field, because it's called Muddy Matches, and that does just sound like you want to come have some, like, some sex in the bush in my, in my
0: strawberry field. Yeah. Or, or like an actual mud wrestling, um, like, like, it's a, it's a dating app for mud wrestlers.
2: I just assumed <laughs> that it was a particularly dirty anal session, but, mm.
0: yeah. But that's I'm, just
1: I'm, me. <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm, I'm looking at. I'm not going to say which. I'm looking at one of these farmer, farmer dating sites. What and a... like someone's, someone's doing a a picture where they're like sexually laid out, and you can see all the mud in the bottom of their boots in shot. <laughs> they're doing like, oh, look at me. I just finished work. I'm just going to have a nice lounge with some shit and straw in my shoes. Yeah, just, just look. look. I, I just spent hours walking through shit.
2: Let's
0: bang. <laughs>
1: the energy of this photo and it's great more power to you yeah
0: absolutely absolutely I uh yeah I, I'm not personally turned on by, by horse shit on a farmer's boot but right
1: but if, if
2: cow turds in your treads are, are, are what gets you going yeah you know, I'm not here to, to shame
0: you yeah. you yeah. you do yeah. you yeah. yeah like like if I was then I'd absolutely go to whatever it was what what, what was it mud flaps and muckraking I'd go there <laughs> in a heartbeat don't you worry about it uh
1: So we played some video games this week.
0: We continue to do
1: that. That's ostensibly what we do here. Why
0: do we keep doing this? (laughs) Oh, I've been asking myself that every fucking week about most things.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we are coming up on six years of this show existing. That is fast approaching somehow. And we continue to find video games to play every now and then. They keep making them against everybody's better
2: judgment. Yeah,
1: can they just stop making them for a bit so that I've got time to catch up after there's too many I haven't tried?
2: Yeah, I'm good with that. There's a Lot, I have absolutely no need to try.
1: Yeah, <laughs> none. Yeah. Uh, so, who's played a video game that i want to talk about this week on Podquisition the podcast that we we are all on? Okay. So, you mentioned Spiritfarer last week. Hmm. We've all been playing it this week, I think.
0: Yeah, I just played a bit of it before we came on because I was like, I can't fucking talk about full guys all week. Ago.
1: <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. And and I mm. wound up, you know. I fired it up Friday night and I wound up playing it all weekend. Like, it's yeah. basically what I did. I did not expect to get so drawn in by it.
1: Yeah. See, like, when when we talked about it last week, I'd had maybe two hours with it total. Because, like, I was trying to just get a bunch of stuff played before Bulquisition started. And I did the same as you. I played a bunch of it this week. Um, There was certainly a tipping point at which I was like, I just kind of want to keep inhabiting this world it's real nice
2: yeah I mean you know obviously for me the immediate selling point was hugging
1: yes the dedicated NPC hug button is the best thing second only to the cat petting button the thing I appreciate
2: about it is is, is that like the cat pet uh, action you can perform Mm. that whenever you want yeah but not everybody always wants a hug
1: exactly and they're, they're okay to tell you it's not like they're gonna get mad at you for offering a hug they're just like hey I'm not I'm not in the mood, I don't need a hug right now, but thanks for offering.
2: And I just love that, because sometimes yeah. I just
1: don't want a hug. All of the mechanics in this that are about, like, getting to know your various spirits and, like, just slowly build up that relationship. You can't force it, you just gotta do it slowly. It all feels really nice, the pace at which you slowly build those relationships up.
2: Slowly is the operative word in this yeah. game, I will say. And, I mean, I, like, I was grateful to an extent when I Mm. realized that there was a fast travel system in this
0: game. Yeah. Is there? There is. Yes. Oh, thank fucking Christ.
2: Yeah. Uh, So, on the map, there are little, like, they look like little squarish icons. Uh, They're supposed to be buses. Mm. There's a there are bus stops that you can travel your boat to, and then they'll teleport you to one of the other bus stops. But you don't find that out until you visit one. Yeah. So it's um, – and so that really cuts down on the travel time stuff. But at the same time, there's enough to do on that boat by the time you've got three or four people on it that you can make most trips and still feel like I had enough shit to do over a two-day period if it takes me two days to get there. Mm. Um, which is interesting. Uh, it, I don't know that it's super – Engaging, And and I like having the option of going to do that fast travel because, all right, now I figured out the thing I need to do and I need to get there. But also a whole lot of this is just sort of exploring around the world and finding islands and finding things on them and forgetting those things were there and then having (laughs) to come back and find them again later because you've realized that that was the thing that's the next step on one of the many little quests that crop up over the course of it. Uh, And it's just delightful and relaxed and low stress and emotional
1: yeah have you had any of your people move on to the other side yet
2: yeah i did finally send my first uh person to the other side and
1: it's very tastefully
2: handled yeah it's it's nice it's you know you come out of it feeling a sense of closure with that relationship yeah. and uh and it's it's good and it's not like overly saccharine no you know it could very well be just yeah too much I've
1: I've had a couple now and they've all walked the line really well of just hey look this doesn't have to be a terribly upset affair this doesn't have to be an overly joyous affair it just is it's time, and we we can all just sort of make peace with that, and it's it's it hits that tone really well. Mhm.
2: Mhm. What do you think, Jim? It's
0: all right. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. How,
1: how long you put into it? <laughs> uh, I'm not
0: very far. I I um basically started about an hour before we recorded. I've got mm. the frog.
2: Mhm. Frog's good. It's yeah. Good frog.
0: I approve of the frog the frog plays his main so it was the
2: frog the frog's the first one you got
0: uh i guess so yeah cuz the 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 deer's already there ah uh,
2: yeah okay so the deer, all right i was well i was checking because i couldn't uh, I, yeah. I wasn't sure if maybe they had switched up because you know once you get your first two three it all just sort of opens up and you find them out there and solve you know whatever immediate problem it is that they have and get them on the boat and then carry on with their story. Um and I like that. Uh because mm-hmm. everybody has, you know, a pretty different experience in that when I was talking with some people um while I was playing on stream I think it was and you know, I had uh, you know, a character that they played through, I think, you know, or stopped finished playing what and hadn't encountered. And I guess great. You know, they're, they're, you know, there's just enough out there that you could sort of cruise out feel it out, take in as much as you want, and there still could be more out there. Um, it's delightful.
1: Yeah. I will say it's a little slow to get into mm-hmm. the rhythm of, like, it, it takes a few hours before it has that moment where it clicks and it goes, okay, I feel like it's opened up and I've got choice about what I want to do.
2: Yeah, there is a bit of a drag point, uh, for sure. Uh, and, it, and part of that is, because is it, to a degree, smartly, you know like many of these games introduces its mechanics one at a time
1: and it's got a lot of them it does so it, it's it's got a lot of mechanics from a lot of genres and it and and it
2: continues to surprise with new things that it introduces like there's a ton of little mini gameish stuff packed into here as you travel along you know it starts out and you're told to go fish and you do that and that's cool you could fish anytime you want to and then you know as you travel on you get introduced to building and crafting on your ship and uh farming for resources and that leads to more exploration to get more resources and some of those will involve little mini games like you'll pass through a thunderstorm. And Frog Guy will be like, hey, you want to catch some lightning? And then it's a little platformy minigame where spots appear and you have to run and get to the spots within the time limit before it disappears. And you get to earn some money and and a resource item if you have the other resource item required to get it. And, and there's just lots of those little things that pop up here and there. As you find a new resource, there could be a new game that has to be played with it. And they're all short. They don't outstay their welcome. You're They're optional. You can skip them if you don't want to waste your time doing one. Um, but they're all competently made and just fit well in and, and are quick diversions that also have a tangible benefit in the game. I like that. It's a good approach, but it does... It is very like, okay, now there's this thing. All right, now there's another thing. And it creeps up to the point where, all right, now there's six or seven things I could be doing. Mm. And cool. I just run around doing those six or seven things while I'm traveling from one island to the next. And yeah, I'm just having a really good time with it.
1: Uh Complete side note, a thing has just happened that I find baffling and continues to confuse me about Nintendo's strategy this year for how the fuck they announce things. Mm -hmm. Nintendo did a mini direct today. They did like a third party direct. Like They've done a couple of those recently. And there's nothing particularly exciting in it. They didn't announce it up front that it was happening. It was like 15 minutes of his uh, Kingdom Hearts music rhythm game and whatever. What they didn't mention in that... And hasn't been mentioned anywhere is Hello Games, the No Man's Sky people, their like linear next game, The Last Campfire. It's just out now on Switch. It didn't have a release date. Oh. Before now, it just is is on the eShop? Suddenly.
0: Oh, all right.
1: And I, I don't think they'd even announced it was getting a Switch port. It just is on the Switch now. That feels weird that that wasn't mentioned in a direct. Y- yeah. Nintendo's being very strange this year.
0: Maybe they just thought, fuck it, not my circus, not my monkeys.
1: <laughs> yeah, f- fu- fuck it. No Man's Car was, was, was a bit weird at launch. Yeah, won't bother.
0: <laughs> just, just, <laughs> I'd love it if Nintendo just took the approach now of, you know what? If we're not publishing it, screw them. They can announce it on their own. Yeah. Hmm. But they take that attitude, even in Nintendo Directs, where they are promoting third party games. Yeah. They just won't they won't go like above the minimum amount of effort. They're like, well, we said we'd do it, but we're not happy about it.
1: <laughs> oh. I mean that was the energy of this direct that happened today. Like, they just didn't say anything. Well, like, oh, here's ten minutes of I don't know, there's a boxing game we can be rocky in it there you go you happy we did something look this has nothing to do with this <laughs> said doug bowser <laughs> oh. um the, yeah How,
0: who else has been playing things this week jim you've been playing more full guys i assume i um i want to see if i can write a novel length newspaper article right yeah I think I could write a novel-length newspaper article about Lin-Manuel Miranda doing a new tour of Hamilton but he takes out all of Angelica's songs and replaces them with a song in which he as Lin-Manuel R- Miranda sings about a candle being stuck up his bum.
2: <laughs> Look, if if Tim Rogers, if Tim Rogers
0: can do his thing, I believe in you. Exactly. I could be the next Tim Rogers with my with my novel-length newspaper article about, about a candle going up Lin-Manuel Miranda's bum and the cast of Hamilton, uh, the originator cast, like proper laying into him in all of the interviews. Lin-Manuel Miranda has landed in it at last, <laughs> said David Diggs, who originated the role of Lafayette and uh, Thomas Jefferson. He went on to add, I never really wanted Hamilton to succeed anyway. <laughs> well, there you go. There's your first page. Where's the rest of your novel, Jim? Now, I've gotten that far, and I was so pleased with the idea <laughs> of a principal cast member secretly wishing for Hamilton to fail and reveling in, in, its, in, in its basically misogynistic failure because there's a reason he took Angelica's songs out. <laughs> Said John Cry See my
1: favourite thing about this is like There would be a much more obvious choice of lines To take out to, to stick in the Sticking a candle up your bum section So that would be anything to do with Peggy Because Peggy does not matter Yeah, no, There is no reason for Peggy to be in that but it's like no 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 we're going to take out We're going to make sure to take out someone
0: who's got a big role More time for stuff up my bum <laughs> in, in the new one She actually gets all of Angelica's lines <laughs> It's Peggy gets all those songs now. No, just the lines in the
1: in the songs that Peggy's in. <laughs> so it's Lin Manuel with a candle up his bum, but every now and then Peggy goes. Aunt Peggy, yeah,
0: because <laughs> he just she... he just has it out for Angelica Skyler as a historical figure. Oh. So Jim, you play. He just woke up one morning and decided, you know what? <laughs> Screw her. Uh, <laughs> oh. And then he rewrote Hamilton <laughs> uh, To sideline Angelica Schuyler on purpose And That prompted everyone In the original cast to talk to the press About how much they actually think Hamilton is shit <laughs> And that's that's the premise for my novel And I think Puffin Books Is going to pick it up
1: uh, So, you played Fall Guys, Chip? I'll tell you what, that's a good game <laughs> Yeah. 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 You, 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 you've not died down on your you love for it at all yet. You still go, go, go.
0: I'm still playing at least a few rounds a day. Yeah. The more they patch it, the worse at the game I get. <laughs> the, the better the game becomes, the more in line with my expected skill level I become. But I'm still getting crowns. Do you think they're patching active things that are you know like oh i
1: can put my finger on that's not the same anymore or is it just the longer people are playing more people are getting better
2: oh no some of it is definitely adjusted like a uh, barrel roll um they've quite a bit consider they've quite a bit increased the difficulty of that and
1: uh, i appreciate it because my god yeah that's that's sped up a lot
0: yeah, they've added more people to Fall Mountain as well, so that's more of mm-hmm. a mess. Although I think sometimes it creates even greater disparities now, because yeah. you'll end up in a position where you're not even halfway up, and you could, you know, if if you've had enough bad luck, you, there's no point carrying on.
1: Oh, I've I've got a story about Fall Mountain. I was playing on stream the other day. Um, I I thought I'd been knocked out in the penultimate round, so when Fall Mountain starts, everyone's been running for about two seconds. Oh, I'm like, oh no. shit, fuck, better get going. I get hit by the swinging doors Like the first time they happen I'm like there's no chance I'm going to win this No chance Nail everything from that point on Two people in front of me They both leap for the crown and completely whiff it oh, oh, nice. And I'm wow. like perfect My chance I'm going to get it I'm going to get a crown on stream and be a good good gamer And I leap I touched the crown, and because it's been so long since I've left for that crown on Four Mountain...
2: You forgot to pull the trigger. Oh no,
1: I pressed the wrong button. I pressed square. <gasps> oh, no. I dived at the crown rather than grabbing the crown. Oh. And everyone got to watch me touch the crown and fall to the floor and get... Because it would have been such a good fucking underdog story of like... Mm-hmm. I get, I, had a, I, I started several seconds behind everyone. They all had the advantage. I came from behind and I was gonna win and I it up.
2: I had a fall mountain run where I was so far ahead, they hadn't even hit that last spinning hammer at the bottom of the steps by the time I'm standing there waiting for the crown. Nice. Mm. And I jump and I just wasn't
1: paying any fucking attention. Oh. Didn't pull the trigger. That fall mountain mistake is one you will only ever make once. Yeah. It sees its way in your brain. Yeah.
2: Well, the, yeah. the other one is, uh, was it Slime Time? Is it the one with the rising slime?
1: Yes. Slime yeah. climb, yeah. Slime
2: climb. Um yeah, I finally started... I finally, I think, cracked the code on that one. Yeah. Um, the thing that I really struggle with are the uh, spinning dowels and jumping far enough uh, in the transition from the first one to the second to land in the middle.
1: Mm-hmm. The secret with those is they're not spinning dowels. No, no,
2: they're not spinning.
1: You can... Yeah, it's, I thought of them as spinning dowels for the longest time, and I got so much better once I realized, no, I can stand perfectly still and I won't fall off.
2: No, it's just a matter of my never quite jumping far enough to hit the center. Um, So, you know, I've got that down. And then the last time I I did it, I got up to the top and there were two people waiting up there and in coordinated fashion they came over and grabbed my ass. Uh Oh, I saw the clip. (laughs) And and I don't know if I was moving in the direction that I wound up flinging or if, you know, they were pushing it. but I flew right the fuck off when Mm -hmm. when i snapped out of there and you know respect game right yeah as much as that annoys me that makes sense strategically because if someone's good enough to make it to the top of slime climb and you wind up in a race on fall mountain that player could be a threat yeah so i get it it's a dick move and i don't like it and i'd never do it to someone but I do respect it strategically.
0: You know who I don't respect? Um, Mitch McConnell. Well, he won't do the charity foot job. Yves Jumeau. He might. David Cage. He will. Randy Pitchford. He'd say he would, but wouldn't show up.
1: The creative team at Rocksteady, or upper management at Rocksteady. Oh, they wouldn't do anything.
0: They'd say they're looking into it, but ultimately wouldn't provide any serious uh, confirmation. Yeah. Um, But that's enough about <laughs> Guessing who'd be up for a charity <laughs> foot job? Um, I've got no respect for the the cheaters and hackers, which I've finally been acquainted with, with, because they're not. I've not seen any of that on PS4, but I played the PC version on stream yesterday, and oh my word, it's a mess down there,
1: fucker. Yeah, so apparently it is getting fixed soon, but um, yeah, it's apparently a bit of a mess right now. Fucker
0: gets the tail. It's on the final. The tail tag, where you've got to, you gotta know, like hold on to the tail to win the crown. Yeah, some fucker grabs it and then just flies in the air. <laughs> yeah, and then just hovers like tw- twelve foot up off the ground, and then just keeps hovering down and up, like like daring people to come near to try and like make a grab for it. And I wasn't playing that game. I wasn't playing that game. I just ranted and raved for five straight minutes at my audience.
1: I have now, however, got a new favorite uh, category of video that has been going around on social media, which is people discovering cheaters in the first round, clocking who they are, and then if they get into a team game, their team just deliberately, like, sabotaging themselves to fuck over the one cheater (laughs) in their team. And that is my favorite category of thing, is there have been... Lots of videos going around of teams like getting to the the egg, the egg collecting round, and going. No, nah, we're just gonna throw away all our eggs. Fuck you, cheater on our team. That brings me some joy.
0: Yeah, that's good. I just, it's it's just it's it's absolutely dismal. Yeah, I'm glad I play on console. I just, I feel,
2: I I feel bad that like people care enough about.
0: Winning Fall Guys to cheat at it, and the thing is, they th- at least they well what they said on the, the the stream chat yesterday, they don't even keep the crowns. No, if they're cheating and hacking, they don't get to keep the crowns. So they are they are playing just to deprive other people. Ugh. That's that's
1: real scummy. Fun fact about Fall Guys: we learnt this week. Originally, it was called
0: Stumble Chums. Stumble Chums was good.
1: Yeah, that's an objectively better name.
2: No. I disagree. Hmm? I disagree strongly. And I think this is just your UK bias showing because you all love chums and it's a great work. Yeah,
1: I love a good ch- Hey, you know why I love stumble chums? It is it is less gendered. And I don't feel like these these adorable little beans need, need to necessarily be gendered. They're beans. One
2: hundred percent with you on that gender. Counterpoint, Stumblechums isn't a double entendre. Is Fall Guys a double entendre? Sure, a Fall Guy is someone who takes the fall so that you can move up. So that you can avoid the problem.
0: That's not a double entendre, though, because double entendre is specifically about rude ones.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a a sexy rude thing. No. But... I know. Double entendre just means double meaning. I only mean sexy, rude ones. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So I I will concede you that is a good double entendre. I never noticed that, therefore, well, it doesn't factor into my choices. I want to play Stumblechums. We're just going to have to
2: agree to disagree on this. That's
1: fine. Every time I play it, from now on, I'm gonna I'm just going to refer to it as Stumblechums, and you have to live with it. I hate to see things get so partisan on this podcast.
2: <laughs> uh, I find that the divisions forming it here are, are deeply troubling, and I'm worried about the state of our union. Well... You can tell that
1: to StumbleChums. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, other bit of Fall Guysy news: apparently, it is the most downloaded PlayStation Plus game ever, which is unsurprising. Yeah, that's a uh... mm-hmm. the, the Steam version has sold seven million copies. Wow! Yeah, that 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 game's doing well.
0: Yeah, that's stunning. That's just. When you consider it's not even free to play.
1: Yeah. yeah, that is that is big numbers for a new IP. Yeah, a multiplayer-only new
2: IP. From the consumer's perspective, on PlayStation 4,
1: it is. Yes.
0: Oh, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, like, if you've got PS Plus, for sure.
2: Well, and if there's any option that you're going to play Fall Guys on PS4, you have it for free. Like, it's not even, there's there's no incentive not to get it there absolutely zero because you're already paying for online multiplayer you're in that market right yeah that's a that's a fucking gimme the seven mil on steam is crazy yeah and i can't help but think that it is in part because of the success of the ps4 version yeah and all of that streaming play it's getting and all of that promotion just driving more interest to that to a pc release
1: don't doubt it in the slightest.
2: What a coup!
0: Yeah, they've they've real they've real had a successful one with this one. Is Devolver Digital gonna turn into a massive dickhead? Like this is how it starts. You know what? I can't
2: see it happening to better people right now. Like if I want anybody to become massive dickheads that I eventually loathe, it's like people running Devolver. If Devolver
0: yeah. and Mediatonic, right? manage to maintain full guys' success and not let it absolutely corrupt them. It will be the strongest statement in favor of capitalism I have ever
2: seen in my life.
1: <laughs> if if the, Here's the thing, though. If they do turn into the terrible, full-of-themselves corporation, all they need to do is have the common sense to still do their Devolver Digital Directs each 3 time and to play it off as if it's deliberate we have deliberately become we we put linda masters in charge we are now we are now the company that we joked about being (laughs) ha 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 ha
2: i mean but to an to an extent one of the things i've always respected about them is that they're not you know there's truth in those jokes
1: yeah they're not pretending to not be a corporation with corporate interests yes exactly you
2: know now their corporate interests may happen to line up a little better with what i'm interested in artistically yeah And they seem to do a better job of of taking care of the people that they sign on than a lot of other publishers do. But um, yeah, they are a business and I respect that they acknowledge that.
1: Yeah. Uh, Other stuff we've played this week. I played a couple of things. I, I finished off that No Straight Roads that I talked about last week. That game about rock music taking down EDM. Mm hmm. So, a couple, couple of things about it. First of all, the whole premise of the game is rock music versus EDM. Mm-hmm. Most of the fights you do in that game aren't EDM. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they've made EDM the, the face of the 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 villainy because they're rock fans
0: yeah yeah this only uh, lends credence to what we suggested last week that it's just made by people who really have it out for EDM no 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 I, I I think that's the opposite of the
1: case and I'll get to why in a second but like yeah they say EDM but like some of it's drum and bass some of it's like oh here's a rap battle that gets for some reason put under the label of EDM but like here's the thing There's no good rock music in this entire game. All of the dance music that you are fighting against in all of these boss fights is fantastic, it's catchy, it's varied. I've had a bunch of the tracks stuck in my head all week. They're real fun. There is not a single good bit of rock music in this game that I go, yeah, I remember that. Hmm. It's all just generic guitar shredding And it does not Like this seems like something made by people Who love various forms of Not rock music And don't really give a shit about rock music Other than it's got sort of Anti-corporate overtones And you strum a guitar Okay first of all
2: If in the 21st century You are using rock music Yeah (laughs) Of all fucking things To illustrate some kind of
0: Anti-corporate Anti-establishment establishment messaging (laughs) homogenization like i mentioned this last week any commercial music cannot be used to fight the power
1: yeah yeah so like this game is weird and it, it's inconsistent, and it, it doesn't feel like it's serving its core message of rock music is amazing, and EDM is shit, and also maybe we should fight capitalism. We're probably not going to remember that was a thing at the start of the game, but if we remember, we'll fight fascism.
2: Yeah, no, that sounds like the right priorities. Yeah, that sounds...
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I really fucking love this stupid game. The humor continually has me has me doing a little giggle. All of the boss fights are really well put together. My my main complaint with the boss fights is they're quite lengthy and there is zero checkpointing within them. So if you fail on the final stage of a multi stage boss fight, you gotta go all the way back to the start, which can be a bit frustrating later in the game. But like, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk you through like a relatively early game boss to give you a sense of like the tone that this game's exaggerated boss fights go through. Mm -hmm. I had a boss fight with, like, you know, um, Hatsune Miku, your sort of uh, vocaloid, um, computer-generated bands that are like, here's a hologram, there's not an actual person, it's a Mm -hmm. computer person. They had a a, a holographic mermaid being Voltron-piloted by four teenagers. One of them's doing live mocap, one is trying to do the art to change the visual style of the mermaid as the fight's going on, one's singing as the mermaid, and one is, like... Coding the background of the arena you're fighting in, and you're having to beat up various components to damage the the teens who were trying to program this this mermaid. So like the whole boss fight arena glitches out, becomes more erratic and frantically paced the further you get into this fight, and it's just this really fast paced, upbeat combat challenge against a mermaid that eventually goes all inverted colours and a slightly demonic face and is trying to beat you up with fish legs. It's it's exactly what I was hoping for, which is that sort of no more heroes school of this is just a weird memorable boss fight. And I mean, it feels weird that there's no rock music in it. And... I don't uh, before each kind of like no more heroes before each of the boss fights you have to do some weird busy work That's not great. Like oh do a kind of awkward platforming section and beat up some generic robots for a while Um to earn your right to go fight the next big boss fight But when you're doing those boss fights, it's real fun. The music's really catchy And I kind of don't care that the game doesn't really do what it's trying to do, but manages to be really fun and memorable regardless. Like, I wouldn't say they've necessarily done a good job making the game they were trying to make,
0: but I had a great time with it regardless. If they still made a fun game, then yeah. 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 They made a fun game. The,
1: The other complaint I have about this, I didn't really talk about it last week, was... They do a terrible job with UI and communicating to the player in some places information they need to know. So, for example, when you first boot up the game and you you select new story, you get two boxes. No explanation as to what they are. You have two people running or two people running at a crosshairs. No explanation what those two options are. That's the first thing when you try and set up the bloody game is i don't know am i two people or am i two people under crosshairs i don't know oh. there's stuff like that there was a there was a rap battle boss fight i did where i had control of some hands and they could be in various positions i thought i was meant to move them into the path of these these little creatures because i was like oh i'm presumably like punching my way through them now i was supposed to avoid them that took me a while to work out i was like i keep hitting all of them perfectly why am i failing oh Uh. oh that's why that like it it often just doesn't communicate visual information clearly and you have to trial and error a little bit to work it out it's not an easy recommend it's not gonna be for everyone but i had a lot of fun in spite of all that
0: cool 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 yeah
1: and the other game i played today that i was really excited about and it's turned out really disappointing. Uh it's a game called Hero Hours Contract. I've been looking forward to this for a while because the concept is great. The whole concept is you're playing as a trio of like anime magical girls who have decided to unionize. You want better pay, you you want to get paid full stop. You don't want to be freelance gig economy workers. You want to have a stable salary and the ability to take a holiday every now and then and you basically negotiate for salary while also saving saving the world in turn-based combat. I love that conceptually. The problem is the core mechanic of turn-based combat as these magical girls just isn't good. You've got three characters and every time there's a round of combat, you can move around a certain number of squares, Do your attack You play through all three of your characters Then it's the enemy turn All three of the characters play a bit differently Two thirds of them are far too based on RNG To have any strategy So I'll talk about the good one first You've got one character who If she attacks an enemy on an adjacent square Any enemies that are connected on a like you know, on a square next to that enemy, will get injured. So if you've got a string of six enemies that are all like touching each other, one attack hits all of them. That's great. That's a good predictable way to do lots of damage. The other two, one of them spawns ghosts around around her in random positions that you can sort of bash into enemies to deal damage, but you can't in any way control when those ghosts spawn or how many of them spawn or on what side of you they spawn as to line them up for attacks, which makes it very hard to actually use them to do damage and you've got a character who sometimes when she attacks she gets to do an extra attack and sometimes after that she'll get another extra attack and there's no rhyme or reason to how many or few she gets to do sometimes you'll only get to do one damage like several rounds in a row sometimes on a single round you'll get to do like 12 attacks and move around between each one and basically be invincible And there's no rhyme or reason to when that happens, which makes planning an effective strategy basically impossible. All of the levels are designed to basically be right down to the wire. If you don't do this perfectly, you're gonna have to restart. And that does not work well with this level of randomization. There were levels where I would start the level, try and attack with that enemy, that 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 character that sometimes gets multiple attacks. And if she didn't get more than one attack, I'd be like, I'm not gonna be able to complete this. And I would just have to restart the entire level because unless I could get that multi attack off on the first go, I would just die. And that's not good design which is a real shame because i love this game conceptually and i've been really looking forward to it and i gave it more than a fair shake i spent I spent like three and a half hours with it being like maybe i've missed a leveling system that will make these more consistent or maybe you know thinking maybe i'd missed something and it doesn't seem like i had hmm. which is a real shame yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's a that's a yeah. real bummer. I was real looking forward to Hero
0: Eyes contract. What a shame. Yeah, sometimes that happens. Conrad, yeah, I need to ask Conrad a question. I don't want to derail the podcast too much. But, oh no, um, go ahead. Conrad, how many uh, tenant tickets going to put you down for? Is it just you going? Will Will you and the your other half go? Oh uh, yeah, um, no, no, no
2: I, uh, yeah. Because I, I, I'm
0: thinking of booking five just to be safe. Five mm-hmm. tickets for for Christopher Nolan's Tenant. Um, you know, wasn't going to go with the whole coronavirus, but then Cinemark uh, did let me know uh, oh, in an email wow. titled One Word Tenet that a tenant really should be seen at the movie theatre. And in fact, they've written a little essay. Um, I won't read all of it, but some of the compelling arguments are Nolan creates for the theatrical experience. So we really got to go. Christopher Nolan loves going to the movie theatre and a passion is evident in all of his movies. There are more great movies and TV shows now than ever, but many are not truly made to take advantage of everything the movie theatre offers. Conrad. So, that's uh, true that's true yes cinemark argues they have scope ambition memorable concepts and characters that live inside you for years after the credits roll <laughs> uh, I don't oh, on, i'm not sure i'm not so sure
2: i'm uh, i'm into that no
0: they they live inside you that sounds very parasitic yeah. no i mean you watched sonic the other the other week he lives inside you now <laughs> sonic lives inside you for years if I knew this, I'd
1: have been a lot more selective what films I went to the, the theater for. Like, I don't want all these characters living inside me.
2: Is that like that little wives' tale? You chew gum and swallow it and it lives inside you for
0: seven years? Is <laughs> That's that... what a Nolan film is exactly uh-huh. like. <laughs> Nolan makes immersive movies that we want to live in, even when the events they depict are difficult or horrible. And that's really saying something. And then they live inside <laughs> you. Black Mirror. Yeah. <laughs> So according to Cinemark, you see horrible events want to live in them, and then you want the events to live in you. Images that are larger than life. Christopher Nolan shoots on large format film to create images of exceptional clarity and detail. Okay,
2: again, not going to kink shame, but I really don't need to hear about what uh, Christopher Nolan's put in his uh, happy juice all over.
0: (sighs) Well, I mean, you would find out regardless, thanks to the clarity that only a cinema (laughs) movie screen can provide. His approach is designed to show off the unique characters and world in each movie. I mean, look, right, Conrad and Laura, before you poo-poo this, right, let me pull a page from the Cinemark argumentative playbook. Nolan, they argue, could have created a regular bank heist for the opening of The Dark Knight. Instead, he used IMAX film to visualise that sequence as a showstopper that still stands apart from anything else in a superhero movie. So, wow, they are, mm-hmm. they are mm-hmm. fucking desperate. Before you yeah. think of protecting your loved ones, right, have a think about, <laughs> about Christopher Nolan wasting his time using IMAX film if you just want to fucking watch it on Amazon Video, right? And, and and if this hasn't convinced you, allow me to give you the closing argument. <laughs> Christopher Nolan values everything that movie theatres represent. Ha. ha! Like plague vectors? Oh, no, 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 not plague vectors. Not plague vectors. No. Regular people, many paid hourly wages rather than a salary, earn a living running the most affordable and democratic of our community gathering places. Wait, what? That's what Christopher Nolan thinks. Oh, my God. is it? Is it? Is it? Well, if Christopher Nolan, right? No, no, hang on. I have to, I need you, I need you to tell me that that
2: was your. Editorializing and not the content of the email just
1: then. Also, if that is the content of the email. Oh, this is what Chris. This is an actual
0: quote from Christopher Nolan.
1: Oh, that's what I was going to say. Is that a Christopher Nolan quote or yeah. is
0: that their editorializing? No, no, no. Well, their editorializing is that he values everything that movie theaters represent. And then they provided a quote. When people think about movies, their minds first go to the stars, the studios, the glamour. But the movie business, holy shit. But the movie business is about. Everybody. The people working the concession stands, running the equipment, taking tickets, booking movies, selling advertising and cleaning bathrooms in local theatres. Regular people, many paid and blah, 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 blah. Um, so that's that. Oh, my God. And if you're still unconvinced, we've got welcome back prices, $5 popcorn. They are so, one step away uh, from come see a movie, I'll suck your dick. I mean, well, no, because they've got greatly enhanced cleanliness and safety measures. Well, I mean, Conrad. when I say
2: I'll suck your dick, I mean, I'm going to underpay a staff member to suck your dick.
1: I mean, they're, they're clearly very close to the uh, we'll suck your dick bit, because. They are literally creating an Ouroboros. As you said, y- you want to live in the film and the film will live in you. It is an eternally fulfilling cycle. It is a snake
0: sucking its own dick. Yeah, it's, it's the ideal. According to Cinema, Tenet is the ideal way to go back to the movies. You know what the ideal way to go back to the movies is? Um, I think the ideal way to go back to the movies is not during a pandemic. Don't is the ideal way to go back to the movies. Yeah, don't, don't go and see Tenet at the movies, folks, right? Don't. Don't go and see it because you might, you will contribute to deaths. The health and safety of the planet is more important than a Nolan film. And let's face it, it's a Nolan film. Once the twist has been like metabolized by pop culture, you won't ever need to see it anyway.
2: Remember when like, the biggest threat to your life you could have by going to a movie theater is somebody might just randomly shoot a gun? Those were the days...
0: $3.50 for drinks. That's actually a pretty good bargain at a movie. I mean, here. it's a really good bargain. They welcome back prices. So um, yeah. I'll, I'll book them tickets.
1: <laughs> uh, so, things that happened this week DC spent their weekend trying to announce a bunch of video games and stuff and not acknowledging the fact that uh,
0: allegations against Rocksteady have basically not really been addressed. Well, they don't have to. It's the DC fan! Fandom a place oh, oh. where we can just masturbate capitalism into your fucking face and you will yeah. squeeze it all over your face and you will smush it down onto your nips and you'll go, Oh, thank you. Oh, like that. And we'll go, Oh yeah, it's brilliant. Here's some Batman. I'm gonna spunk a load of Batman in your face and you'll say, Oh get me get it on my tits as well. You see, yeah, I don't mind if I do. That's that's DC fandom. I didn't watch it. Yeah.
1: I, I saw bits of it came across my timeline. Um, Rock City has made a new statement. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase it here. Uh, we're going to ask... Uh, oh, we fixed everything, because now we ask women at the company what they think when we design a woman character. I mean, I'll say this, right? It's... It is a step forward I mean, that is something (laughs) Uh, They're gonna do an independent investigation Which will anonymously talk to everyone in the company And see if any women still feel harassed And they're gonna go track down the women who left the company And get them to give anonymous statements in the, the, the investigation And... I mean, I feel that that kind of ignores the fact that anonymous statements are a lot harder to have when you only have, like, ten women in your company. Yeah. Like, if a woman gives an anonymous statement saying, yeah, I still feel like the, co- the company atmosphere is shit, there's
0: a one in ten chance they can guess who
1: gave that statement. Bear
0: in mind, right, I get emails from people in the game industry at times, and there are people who, even off the record, won't actually, um feel comfortable verifying stuff even privately because or or even giving any specifics on stories that i could publish because even anonymously any story they tell any detail they provide um could be enough because the industry is so small could be enough to trace back to them even the people who speak to outlets anonymously are doing so at great risk to their own careers yeah and when you are again one of only 10 or so yeah. women in the company the risk of an anonymous statement being tracked back to you is real fucking high and i also want to know like what why they felt they didn't have to do this for the past 2 years yeah yeah i'd like to know i'd like to know where the failure in the chain of command was there because we already know like what happened with the human resources department at ubisoft so i'd like to know like where these complaints stopped yeah who where how high did they get and and why didn't they go any higher see we could
1: tell you that information jim but then there wouldn't be so much time for dc fandom F- <laughs> He, we teleported him into a dome. oh that's a funny goof.
0: Hey, cha cha cha, it's me, Will Arnett. What's William Arnett got to say about the latest movies? cha cha cha, it's Shazam two. I
2: didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, I, I had. I don't want to say I had zero interest in the event, so I'll just stop talking.
1: <laughs> um, other things we had this week. We had some updates on Apple and Epic and their continuing public
0: squabble. Oh, they know, just fuck off. I don't even care anymore.
1: I'll summarise it. We'll keep it nice and short. A judge has ruled for now on some things going on. First of all, judges ruled that uh, Apple does have every right to remove Fortnite from the App Store for breaking their terms of service. I mean, fucking, yeah, of course they do. Epic are, of course, fighting that. They're going to appeal it. That's going to happen in late September. So there's another six weeks for them to continue rallying people and go, Oh, the judges shut us down. We need to rally stronger.
0: Free Fortnite. Come on, everyone, please. come on. Free Fortnite. We we need your... We need um, every ounce of energy you have to push back against. Yeah. <laughs> against, finally, an example of actual fascism, which is uh, a company enforcing its terms of services. So come on, look. Hashtag yeah. free Fortnite. Make your voices heard. Um, enter to win a free laptop and let's push back on autocracy together. Come on, please. Um, please. Does it? Th- th-
1: th- <laughs> the thing that came out of the, uh, the the first judgment that I did think was perhaps more interesting is that judge has ruled that Apple cannot ban Unreal Engine and associated Epic tools from Apple's devices. And the short version of their explanation was, hey, if you two corporations want to fight over this whole thing, that's fine but you shouldn't be doing so in a way that's going to needlessly impact a bunch of game developers who did not agree to be part of this squabble you're having every once in a fucking while the system works yeah i i will say i think that that you know yep. that that's probably the right move to make to it's probably a good thing not to fuck over a bunch of game developers just to say well, to say, fuck you to, yeah. to Epic.
2: And, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of uh, complaints about the American judicial system, uh, particularly as it pertains to the last, oh, I don't know, six years uh, of
0: this country's history. Yeah, there's a big problem mostly with the all of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But... In that region. There are, you know, every once in a
2: while you get one that's like, okay, yeah, this is, I mean, a lot of, a lot of the time, like we, we get real, a lot of the decisions that the courts make tend to be fairly reasoned because by their nature they're relatively conservative and don't, you know, tend to expand outside of their boundaries because there's a lot of resistance to that. There's a whole lot of reasons for it. And it's a problem that's only going to be worse again because of the last six years. But at the same time, that conservative nature does consider other impacts that things can have and narrows the focus of of these kinds of conflicts. And so I'm glad that a judge looked at this and said, well, you're going to screw over a lot of people. Let's scale back a bit. It's
1: like, hey, you you deliberately broke someone's terms of service. You probably shouldn't have done that. They're allowed to take your game off but don't fuck over, over other people while you have this squabble. Yeah.
0: And it it, it keeps it keeps the whole case clean. Like it yeah. keeps this about Fortnite.
1: Yeah. Which is probably for the best.
0: Yeah. Like the other, any any other game that could have got screwed over, they didn't violate any terms of service, so this isn't about them. Yeah. So yeah, I think this is the. It's the move that makes sense. It's the ruling that makes sense for now. Yeah, and it's going to drag on for a while. I think. I think when it comes to things not making sense, we can rely more on Epic and Apple for that rather than the actual courtroom. Yeah. Because I'm sure they're going to find all sorts of weird and wacky and embarrassing things to do in the next six weeks. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Fucking. I hate the, I hate video games. I hate. I hate video games. And I hate talking about them. That's what I've decided now. <laughs> I hate that. I'm just going to be a full-time Fall Guys streamer from now on. Here's the problem, though, Jim. Fall Guys is a video game. No, it's not.
1: It is, though, Jim. It's, it's a video game. You, you're going to have to acknowledge that there's at least one video game that you like.
0: All right. Well, fr- fr- from now on, I'm a full-time Gitteroo Man streamer.
1: <laughs> uh, did we have anything else on the, on the docket?
0: Oh, I never had anything on the docket to begin with. I've got nothing left to say to anyone, Laura. I had something in my docket <sighs> once, but it passed. Fortnite fans are kind of pissed off that the
1: new season pass is all just a big advert for Marvel movies Shocker Free Fortnite, come on Free Fortnite, also buy our Marvel skins
0: Yeah, come on, it's just a... Let's look after the very small company that is selling commercials for Marvel, come on
1: I finished Paper Mario as well this week Yeah, That, That Origami King one on the Switch I really liked it. I don't. I know the internet didn't like it. I thought it was great. I had a wonderful time. Uh, the the final act of that, as it sort of builds up towards its conclusion, might be my favourite final act in a Mario game. It escalates in some really silly ways, and I I thought it was really fun. I had a good time with that Paper Mario. It's it's it is worth checking out. And fuck you, all the people that keep being like, yeah, it's not the Thousand Year Door though. Why why is it not the Thousand Year
0: Door? I'm glad you liked it. Saw the mats at, at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, I had, fu- I had fun with a video game. I don't have anything particularly interesting to say about it. Just, it was good. right. I've been poring away with it. It was nice. I think that's it. I think we've. I think that's everything.
0: Uh, yeah. On our list. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I I came here literally only interested in talking about my. Uh... My Great American Novel. So...
1: I mean, if you want to tell us more about your Great American Novel, you can.
0: Oh, no, no. I've got literally nothing left to add on that front. But I know someone else who... um has recently wrapped up writing a book, if I recall correctly. Yeah. And uh, among other things, this this soon-to-be very prolific uh, author has a lot of other stuff. And where can people find that, Laura? Oh, oh me? Oh, goodness. Oh, here, I thought it was Neil Gaiman.
1: <laughs> uh, Laura K. Buzz, everywhere. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. Patreon, that's the one that pays the bills. A dollar a month there really helps to keep being this is this a thing that I can do all the time. Uh I stream every Monday, Wednesday and Friday at 10 p.m. UK, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Uh if you're listening to this the day it goes up, uh Friday's stream of this week will be the first episode of Don't Nod's Tell Me Why, uh which I've been really interested in checking out, so I will be streaming the entirety of episode 1. Other than that, I've got books as Jim mentioned. There's Uncomfortable Labels, that's out now. It's about being gay and trans and on the autism spectrum. It's, out where bo- it's sold where books are sold, or as an audiobook on laurakbuzzstore.com. There's Things I Learned from Mario's Butt. It's a big book of butt reviews and images of butts of video game characters, and it's got a bunch of people in it, Jim included. That's coming out on February 4th, 2021. And Gender Euphoria, which I just sent to my editors. It's like, It's done. I sent a manuscript off. It is an anthology of non-cis people's positive affirming nice stories. It is seventy-five thousand words of just nice positive experiences people have had in with with regards to their gender. That'll hopefully be out in time for Pride Month next year, that's the plan. Lovely looking forward to it i i'm really happy with it i read through the whole thing yesterday before sending it off and i am i'm happy with my own work but i'm really happy with all the contributors i've I've been able to include in it there are some really wonderful stories in there that i'm really proud to get to share uh other than that there's podcasts pixel squirt i talk about video game porn there's uh queer and pleasant strangers where i talk about things that aren't video games And there's Dice Funk, where I play Dungeons & Dragons. Each season's a self-contained story. I'm on seasons 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7 with Conrad. Hey,
2: that's right, you are. Uh, You can also find me on Twitter. At Conrad Zimmerman, uh, you can help support all of the stuff that I do, which is varied and weird, at uh, Patreon.com/slash/FistShark, uh, or you can buy anti-capitalist propaganda from me at Pinfultruth.com put it on your things and wear it around. And uh, you know, somebody told me the other day that they nearly that they uh, uh, pulled a waitress's number from one of my pins, and I was like, Ooh. Yeah, I mean, you know that. You know they they uh they don't swing that way so didn't, didn't didn't pay off but but hey you know it works apparently the
1: prospect is there <laughs> the
2: prospect is there uh you can also get audiobooks from me at conradreads.com. um I also do some other podcasts uh, Boston's favorite son uh, we will do spinoff doctors I swear to God this week I swear it on my mother's grave she's not dead yet though so you know uh and uh. Let's see. I do that with Jim, who has a Patreon. What?
0: Yeah, you do. Yeah. Thank fuck I do. (laughs) I mean, I won't go into what... It's just a continuation of last week's grievances, but thank fuck I've got a Patreon, and thank fuck um, people support it. And that despite any issues, that has only held up this year. Um, So that's good. Patreon.com slash Jimquisition. Um, We're doing um, streaming again. We've been kicking that up. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Um Just playing random crap um, while we get this. I'm getting this office sorted out and everything. So check that out. And September 5th, uh, Saturday, if I do uh, recall correctly, Saturday, September 5th. Uh, if you keep an eye on Twitch.tv slash Go Professional Wrestling, I'm sure I'll mirror it on my channel as well. Uh, I will be live from Pittsburgh Um, at the Polycult Party 2, uh, a wrestling event. I'll be there uh, as Sterling. um, Should be an excellent, excellent event. The first one was fantastic. I'm thrilled to be part of the second one. Uh, So, yeah, if you've got nothing to do, September 5th, and why would you, uh, do watch it. I'd I'd really appreciate that. And that's that. Uh, We'll see you next week. Thank you, as always. Bye. Bye. Bye.